I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. From shape to size to smell, vaginas are as unique as a snowflake. Call it cliched, but no vagina is quite like yours. And though there is no perfect vagina, obviously, in 2016, there's a huge spike in cosmetic procedures on vaginas. So why are suddenly so many women going under the knife to create their designer vagina? From plastic surgery to using crystals for giggles to men holding vagina beauty pageants, there is no vaginal topic going uncovered in today's episode. I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast, and today we're talking about vaginas. Joining me on the panel today is Cosmopolitan.com's senior sex and relationships editor and vagina haver, Allie Drucker. Hi, Hi, Allie. Hi, Elisa. How are you? I do, in fact, have a vagina. You have a vagina. Um, So you have written and edited so many pieces on the site about vaginas, any standout vagina faves? Oh, man. Well, there's always, always a good vagina time to be had here at Cosmo.com. Um, but one personal fave I had was from a woman who took a perfume mixing class um, out in L.A. where she was based and made a vaginal perfume, like pheromone scent that was like unique to her using like essential oils and like her personal, you know, excretions. And she, she she made a perfume out of her vagina juices. Yeah. Oh. And she wore it out on a couple dates what to happened? like see if her pheromones would like excite all of her partners. Um, not much. <laughs> I think was the takeaway that like this is really just something that can like might make you feel a little bit more confident, but it's like not something you need. It was more just like a fun science experiment. But I think she was so brave, and it was such a fun and funny read that you know I think I would recommend everyone go check it out. Um, definitely gonna check that out. Um, and we also have talked about this before on the podcast, but you did a huge survey recently about pubic hair, and I actually wanted to read really quickly. We got a letter in from one of our podcast listeners. Oh my god, we did. Yeah, about the pubic hair episode that we did together. Please read. Um, Her name is Lana. This is what she said. She said, I'm seeing someone right now who has feelings about pubic hair. This was, by the way, an email that came to me directly. So thanks, girl. (laughs) But she says, I'm seeing someone right now who has feelings about pubic hair, except it's totally the opposite of what we had discussed in the podcast. Right before the first time we hooked up, he sent me a text and told me not to get uncomfortable about it. If you haven't shaved for a while, don't. Of course I wasn't going to. It was the middle of winter, and I was really happy with my situation down there. Throughout winter, I continued to feel pretty good about my pubic hair situation. I see him pretty infrequently. He's a doctor, so we go a while just texting, and he's actually asked if I've waxed twice. It gets to the point where I started to worry that I wouldn't look like his perfect woman anymore. Between spa appointments and the weather heating up, I'm ready to wax it all off, so I brought it up to him. He says it's not a deal breaker that he just wanted to know. So that's where things stand up here here in the northeast there are some dudes who would be really sad if you got a wax (laughs) i feel like there's actually so much to unpack in that letter from lana yeah there's a lot going on (laughs) i just love that she listened to our entire our entire episode about pubic hair which was of course based on all this original research that your team did on cosmopolitan.com and it's like uh actually i met the one guy who (laughs) like will be very upset if i got a wax yeah exactly which was of course opposite of most of our findings so lana thank you for taking the time to write that in thank Um, you so much yeah we always love hearing feedback and guys we're gonna try to do more like you know letters to the podcast on the show so feel free to email me if you have anything you want to share my email address is just ebenson at hearst.com um, so that anything else to add about pubic hair? We've been talking about this a lot lately. <laughs> I want to say, like, good on him for p- posing it as just, like, just wanted to know. He doesn't seem to be, like, totally telling you what to do. Like, just hang out. Look out for that. It's not so much about, like, what guys are telling you to do. It's more the fact that they feel like they have the agency over your body that they can tell you hair or no hair in the first place. So as long as you're doing what you want to your body, he's allowed to have a preference just as long as he's not pouty if you don't do exactly what he wanted. 
Um, and you guys, speaking of changing your vagina, you guys did a piece <laughs> about how thousands of women, how there's been this huge uptick in getting, basically getting um, designer vaginas. Yeah, labiaplasty <laughs> has been on the rise, that's for sure. Um, I have a note in here that there it spiked 39% in 2016. Yeah. Um, so I think one thing that... Um, is kind of interesting about this designer vagina trend is I even keep saying designer vagina. I think that sort of presents it as being much more shallow than it really is. Oh, yeah. I think, um, you know, we have talked to people about this in the past and covered it on the site and kind of um, that there are a lot of complicated reasons why women might decide to do this. And aesthetics are usually like a very tiny exactly you know like you will have people who go for the aesthetic reason which like is you're right um but often in the knot there you know like sex can be painful if you have labia that protrude past a certain amount of you know space and if you're really in pain like you shouldn't let anyone judge you about wanting to pursue a surgical option especially if it's what your doctors suggest um, so I think it is time to bring in one of our friends of the podcast and another one of our writers here at Cosmopolitan.com who has a lot to say about vaginas. <laughs> Are you ready to jump on the phone, Allie? I'm so ready. Okay. Our first guest is a friend of the podcast and editor at Cosmopolitan.com, and today she has found some of the craziest vaginal trends out there right now to share with us. Welcome our dear friend, Laura Beck. Hi, Laura. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. <laughs> love the energy. Yeah, we always love having you on the show, Laura. Um, and you're where are you right now? You're calling from West I'm Coast? I'm in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yes. Yes. Um, land of happy vaginas. No, I don't know why I said that. Well, they're warm vaginas. <laughs> warm vaginas. That would exactly. make my vagina pretty happy. Yeah. yeah. We're like the Shailene Woodley, just like on our roof, vaginas out. Exactly. <laughs> that's, what you the sun. that's what you do all right? day long on the West Coast. Um, I know, that's true. So this is like sort of a vagina-adjacent question that I'm throwing at you right away, Laura. You went to a spa <laughs> for your uterus. I don't even yeah. know what that means. Tell us everything. Okay, so it is um, it is a spa for your uterus. It's basically <laughs> like a fancy spa, except instead of getting a facial on your face, you get a facial into your vaginal canal. And it is... Is this with, like, how much does it resemble, like, going to the gynecologist? Like, do you sit in the stirrups? Like, a lot. Okay. You don't, <laughs> you don't sit in stirrups, but you kind of, um, you sit, oh my gosh, it's humiliating to discuss. No, it's fine. Vaginas are great, and this is normal. This, this actual act is not super normal. Like, is but, it though? Yeah, is it normal? <laughs> is a spa normal? Okay, you guys. Okay, so you, like, you sit on, it's kind of like a queenly throne. Love it. And you, like, straddle it, right? And, like, there's someone in the you. room with you watching you do this. It's, like, so quasi-sexual and weird. And so you, like, you straddle this, like, steaming pot of goo. And it then vapes its way into your vaginal canal and uh, your uterus. Oh, so, and like, a little uterus steam bath. Yes, exactly. It's, like, you know, it clears the pores slash vagina. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. How did your uterus slash vaginal ca canal feel about it afterwards? Um, you know, I felt like totally exactly the same afterwards. I'm pretty sure it had no change, like no effect on my life. Um, but while it was happening, it was such a unique sensation that I can't help but recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so freaking weird that you're just like, what's happening? My body has never felt this way before. Involuntary yeah. orgasm via oh. steam. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like drinking the Kool-Aid. Want to try that immediately. Um, yes, you do. Laura, as kind of our um, our weekend writer and editor at Cosmo, you're yeah. sort of a jack of all trades and have written about a million and one things over for us, including lots of crazy vagina trends. And I know, Allie, <laughs> you've also done a piece about this on the site. But recently on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop blog, we all love to talk about Goop, she recommended yeah. inserting jade eggs as a weight to strengthen your kegels. <laughs> um, yeah. Laura, thoughts on that? Also, what okay. is a jade egg? 
I think it's just an egg-shaped jade stone. Okay, Abby. correct. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, you t- it's, like, supposed to be, it seems like it's kind of like one of those kegel, it's a kegel thing, right? Except the kegels, it's tightening and release, but the jade egg is just, it's like a Benoit ball for your vagina. Like, you just stick it up there and you hold it in. Um. So there's no tightening and release, which is normal with kegels. And I think that's the problem that gynecologists have with it, that it can cause like pelvic strain because you're continually tightening your vagina around this Totally. We we talked to Dr. Uh, Jen Gunter, who wrote a post on her blog about it that we ran on Cosmo as well because it was so great. And just a PSA, please don't like use these things. Like, I think <laughs> I think Goop might have recommended like sleeping in them, which is not great because oh, it did. could be like kind of a wand for bacteria up in there. And like like you said, your PC muscles are not meant to constantly contract; they're meant to contract and release. So it really yeah. could be like unnecessary too much stress on your body, and you just yeah. don't need to do it. Like there are other ways yeah. to exercise your kegels if you want to have a tighter control on your bladder and urine stream. So wait, okay. what are the other ways? Uh, well, you can literally just do Kegel exercises like lit Okay, so Kegels like, are fine. Just like don't try to like go ham on enhancing Yeah, them. like you can even yeah. use a trainer, but it shouldn't be something you have to like keep up there for an extended period of time because then your body's not getting the release component of the Kegel exercise. They're only contracting. So interesting. Totally. I'm learning I'm so Kegels much. right now, ladies. Love it. <laughs> Me too, Laura. Me too. <laughs> That's podcast perks. You can Kegel party. all day long. Kegel party. <laughs> um, so, Laura, I know you also, in addition to writing a lot about vaginas, write a lot about the Kardashians. And they've been talking actually <laughs> a lot lately about how one of their favorite new beauty trends, yeah. since we all like to keep up with the Kardashians, is lasers that tighten the vagina what did you learn about this um i learned that you should probably not take health advice from a kardashian although Um, as beautiful and magical as they may be right um they are not doctors and um i guess what this laser is supposed to do is like it tightens your vagina like it's supposed to like people talk about like re-virginization but Mm. i'm pretty sure that's like a bunch of bullshit yeah um (laughs) I don't know, Allie. I don't speak to this, but like, I know Chloe's like all about it, but Chloe also is all about like all sorts of questionable shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like, I love her. She's amazing. And um, her hair looks really good these days. But I'm just does. thinking that maybe not with putting the laser on the vagina. I agree. I mean, there are some procedures down there that it can involve a laser, but mostly just like, the concept of re-virginization is problematic by itself like you probably don't need to be re-virginized right like the concept of virginity (laughs) is largely just you know an abstract made up like (laughs) thing and the Kardashians are not doctors as much as I love them I keep up with the Kardashians I watch the show Chloe's hair on point but they are not doctors and maybe leave the lasers off of your vagina unless it's something that your doctor really recommends like for your health yes Totally. Take that advice from a doctor, not a Kardashian. Not a Kardashian. (laughs) And speaking of health and vaginas, um, that's been another sort of recent trend. And Ali, you've also edited pieces about this as well. But there are Bluetooth-enabled devices out there, like fitness trackers Mm -hmm. designed strictly for Kegels. Is this like, do you guys see this really picking up as being a thing where like the way that you count your 10,000 steps a day, you're counting your Kegels? (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, no. (laughs) I think the sex toy industrial (laughs) complex would like that to be a thing. Um, but a little hard to imagine. Yeah, I feel like yeah. anyone I know who uses them, like, kind of just wanted to try it. I don't know people who use them, like, religiously as a way of life, the way that the Fitbit has been, like, a cult phenomenon. But, I mean, like, yeah. it can, like, if you, you know, if you have just given birth and you do want to, like, tighten up those muscles just for, like, you and, be- like, to avoid incontinence or, like, have, you know, more control during sex, like, that is a good way to benchmark your skills and get hard data I thought, like, okay, I started at, like, a 1.2, and after, you know, consistently exercising, now I'm squeezing at the power of, like, a 3.5. I'm making this scale up, by the way, you guys. I, I'm not, like, a Kegel range master. Right. There's no standard metric for that So yet. I think, like, if you have a hard goal in mind, that's totally a, a, a workable tool. But I think it's, like, not – it's, like, more to solve a problem than it is to, like – just make sure your vagina is healthy. Like, yeah, you're probably okay. You're probably you okay. 
Fair enough. Yeah. And like, if you're, I feel like if that's another thing that's like your gynecologist should probably recommend it. Right. Because I think you can actually do damage with those types of things. You so can. It's better to be to err on the side of safety. Totally. You can overdo it with any kind of exercise, your vagina included. Hmm. <laughs> it's like shin splints, but in your vagina. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds so painful. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I regretted saying that immediately. <laughs> I'm cringing. <laughs> Wait. So Laura, we've talked about a lot of terrible sounding trends that you've kind of touched yeah. on for the site. Is there anything that you've written about or heard about that you actually feel like sounds intriguing? Yes, this is something that I was going to pitch Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi. Um, oh, my God, are we going to do a live on-air pitch? Love. Oh, my God. Okay, let's see. I'm not totally sold on this, and I actually would want to speak to a doctor before I undertook it. <laughs> but, you know, the people who make Foria, Foria is that, like, weed lube. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that is, can be magical for some people. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> they make these weed suppositories that are supposed to help with cramps. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm really, because I get, like, I probably get really, I get, I don't have um, endometriosis or anything, but I get, like, really bad cramps a couple times a year. I think that's common with women. Like, you just have a particularly rough cycle. Yeah. Um, and I knew, I know some medical students really need to go in hard and do some research on this, but I think, why not me first? <laughs> you're, so. you're willing to be a guinea pig. You're going to kill me, but we've tried this and we've written about it. We did no. a roundup of like, uh, one of my team members, Hannah's mother's, wrote a big like expose on period cramp cures, and she tried five different options, acupuncture, oh. like massages, and one of them was the Foria weed suppository. How did and I miss it? That was the only one that worked for her, though, Laura, like. I let her like work from home that day because she's like, I'm afraid to come into the office because what if I am high and My I can't? I'm like, high. in the name of journalism, like, stay home, try this at home, like, you're still working. And she felt so much better, like, really quickly. That is amazing. Okay, then I'm just going to order some. I think you should. Oh my God, yes. Wait, I also miss that piece, but I'm like, do we need to just like, as soon as we get off the phone with Laura, call Hannah and ask her about her vagina being oh high. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll send her a text. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe her vagina can give the entire podcast interview. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Possessed. <laughs> well, Laura, um, any final vagina thoughts before we need to let you go? Um, no, the only other thing that I could think of that's maybe worth trying is there's that kind of creepy stuff that's called fur oil that I think it's like supposed to be for like vaginal outside of your vagina, like oh, yeah. um, dryness. Mm. But I think that coconut oil probably works like just as well for something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like you don't need to buy something embarrassingly named. Um, you can just use something that's already in your kitchen. Wait, what's um, it for? I miss this. It's like for like out like labial dryness. Oh. I don't know if that's a technical term. I just made it up. Right. If you, like like if you get like you sound dry so skin. Yeah. Dry? Okay, good. <laughs> um, if you get like you know you get dry elbows. Like some people get dry labia, outer labia. Yeah, so sure. that um, I heard the coconut oil is like a pretty quick, awesome fix for that. Hmm. That was just like that's my vaginal hot tip. Yeah. I don't have anything else? Love it. I have that. Okay. And coconut oil is, is body safe. Yeah. So you know you might as well. Yeah. So you're fine. Fry, fry some stuff up and just slather it on your <laughs> vagina in between. I don't know. Totally. I'll Laura, stop. thank you so much. Always hilarious talking Please. to you. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for having me. Always. Yes, we'll do it again soon. Bye. Yay, bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Guys, I wanted to share with you my new favorite website for buying random household items I used to find myself running out of at the last minute. It's called Jet, and it's a shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the stuff you buy all the time. All those annoying things like toothpaste, why do I never have it? Toilet paper, why does it run out every two seconds? Here are the best parts about shopping with Jet. Prices drop as you shop. The more you add to your cart, the more you can save. I think basically every store should work that way, and it actually comes true on Jet. You get free shipping on orders over $35, free returns within 30 days, and two-day delivery on thousands of everyday essentials. There's no membership or annual fees or anything annoying like that. You get all the benefits without paying an extra price. I love that I can literally order toilet paper, laundry detergent, and all those other boring things that I need in my apartment just while sitting around at home and know that they'll be at my door in no time. Plus, by planning ahead and ordering everything I need at once, I actually save money, which is a total win-win. 
I'm so excited to say I have a special offer for all of you guys right now. For $10 off your first three orders over $35, visit Jet.com and enter promo code COSMO at checkout. Give Jet a try today and make sure to use our promo code COSMO. Save money and make shopping for those everyday essentials way more convenient. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $35. Visit Jet.com and enter promo code COSMO at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. See Jet.com for details. Our next guest went viral when he hosted the world's most beautiful vagina contest. And yes, that is exactly what it sounds like. Creator of the Auto Blow 2 sex toy, Brian Sloan is the CEO behind the company making sex toys based on the bodies of real women. Here to talk with us about what else vaginas is Brian Sloan. Hi, Brian. Thanks for the wonderful introduction. Hi, guys. That was quite the intro. You must just like be a who at dinner parties. <laughs> well, it, it's happened. It's happened. Okay, so tell us what's like the one sentence summary of the vagina contest. Uh, I decided to hold a contest to find out who had the most beautiful vagina in the world or vulva in the world so that I could replicate it onto my products. Okay, and so are you like. I don't know, kind of a pervert? (laughs) Uh, I think that you might not uh, ask a woman who makes dildos if she's a pervert. Uh, Probably not. I'm a a person who understands uh, the needs of men, and in many cases women, and I understand what kind of products they want that don't exist, so I just make them. (laughs) And how, so how many of the world's most beautiful vagina contests have you held now? Well, we're on actually version two, okay. uh, because we realized that women were continually submitting their photos, so we just kind of made it open-ended, mm-hmm. and then uh, we kind of just will roll it over every year and crown new ones uh, each year, I think, until I'm dead. So Yeah, why not? Right. Basically, it was like unlocking the floodgates. It's like once you put the call out, people kept wanting to to share pictures of their share pictures of themselves (laughs) right i mean and 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 that's the thing uh we just have the website up people wrote about it and women continually submit their pictures and for every woman that submits uh you know an entry to the contest there are probably fifty thousand men who come to view it and you can imagine how many men there are who like to look at amateur women's vulva photos sure sure and just i'm gonna interject here in case you were wondering yes brian has held this contest with testicles as well and i believe did you crown a winner for that for like the paperweight or whatever you were making i i did uh yeah i actually i i found a man who had the most beautiful balls in the world but i i i sent a man to a 3d scanning facility 3d scanned his scrotum turned it into a product that i unsuccessfully uh, tr- attempted to crowdfund called wall balls which was just a, a replica of his scrotum that you could hang on your wall <laughs> and i also held the same contest for anuses which was co-ed so you're so it's equal opportunity. Yeah, all genitals. I felt the involved. need to share. We're here to talk about vaginas, but I could not neglect the balls. Yes, so here we are. <laughs> Allie, always finding a way to bring up balls in conversation. It's what I do. Um, so Brian, not to ask you to you know like speak on behalf of all men, but like just to ask you to do that for one second. What what do you think is it? What is it about vaginas that are so appealing? Well, I mean, I think number one, we have to remember that. Nature has created, you know, over time, right? Mm-hmm. Vulvas to look a certain way and to, you know, all, all the features are, are that way probably because it makes men and women want to have sex with each other to create more people, right? Sure, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't speak for all men about what they would find exciting, but I guess, you know, obviously the appearance probably is one of the, the main things. And and uh, and other things like obviously people have oral sex with each other, so there's there's taste and smell uh, involved. So I think it's just about all the senses, right? We taste things and we look at things, and those are the things that you know those features can be uh, exciting to men. And so, what kind of reactions do you get from women when they find out that you, you know, created a vagina beauty contest? Uh, they start off saying something like, "Huh." And then they run through every possible combination of what that means. Like, are you a terrible person or a good one or in the middle or like, right. what does it mean? You know, they normally, um, I mean, the reaction generally with the people I associate with is relatively positive and interested to know why and what the, you know, first question is why. And then the next question very quickly is, well, what are the results? <laughs> right. right? <laughs> um yeah, but I guess not everyone hosts genital beauty contests, so I guess, you know, people wonder, uh, 
why, but I think it's, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to say you found a niche for sure. Yeah, I, I found a, a, a niche and a, there's plenty of people who want to, you know, participate, submit and, and vote. Yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, I'm glad at least it's, like, a real woman and not some, like, CGI-generated composite of what men wish, like, vaginas looked like. Like, at least, like, this is an attainable vagina that a woman has, and this is a representation of, like, actual female bodies, even if it's disembodied on a sex toy. Right. I mean, the thing is that most, uh, you know, body parts that get put onto toys come from porn stars, and... Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's interesting to. I, I don't think that it's interesting for a group, a large group of men, to masturbate with porn star genitals. I think they're more interested in the body parts of people they might meet and and have sex with on their own. So I just made it more realistic for them. And do you have um, sort of future plans for um, for creating sex toys or for like working in the vagina space, if you will? Yeah, well, I, I actually I put those women onto a series of their you know standalone products now, and uh, I'm looking into how I can um, actually 3D scan the inside, like the vaginal canal, hmm. so that you know because now if you Pioneer. think about it, all sex, well, all sex toys are just tubes, right? And so men not only look at you know think about the appearance, but they think about how it feels. But all products are just tubes with different textures in them. Right. But obviously, the inside of women isn't like exactly a tube. It's different than a tube. It's much more. It's a, it's a unique texture that's never been replicated. Um, so I'm looking at ways to. There are some. There's some dental equipment out there that might be able to help me to actually um, 3D scan the inside of a vaginal canal. That's so interesting. So you'll be able to literally make a perfect replica. Yeah, and I think this is something that women. You know, obviously, one of the biggest selling items in all of sex toys are realistic dildos. Those are purchased mainly by women. And there are many of them that are incredibly detailed. But when it comes to men's products, they don't have that level of detail yet available to them. Right. That's true. I never thought about it. You cannot argue with that. Yeah. Because external genitalia is just so much easier to replicate. We have, like, everything down from the last ridge and vein, even if that's, like, not your thing. Right. I know. I'm like, even though I always want the one that looks like it's, like, made by Apple. I know. Like, please give me, like, your sleekest, like, (laughs) USB rechargeable vibrator. The pretty one. I do not need to see a penis. You see enough of those everywhere else. Right. Yeah. That's great. Well, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time um, to chat with us about what you're doing. Um, and I was just kidding about the whole pervert thing. That was totally a joke. <laughs> no, but uh, no, but it's okay because I'm, I'm you know, if maybe you were wondering it's still 10% and and 90% was a joke, but still I'm happy to answer you whether you're serious <laughs> or not. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. And keep us posted on that, like, you know, dental technology. Yeah, keep me up to date. You have my email somewhere in your files. <laughs> yeah. Let me know what you're up to these days. Ali's like, I want the okay. exclusive on that. Always. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Brian. Thanks, thanks, a, thanks a lot for having me on. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. One of my favorite things to talk about on the podcast is my latest obsession, Blue Apron. I know I'm not the only person who barely knows how to cook, hates going to the grocery store, buys produce, produce and has it like wilt away in my refrigerator. But that is why Blue Apron has been such a game changer for me. Blue Apron is perfect for people who want a delicious meal, want to kind of learn how to cook, and just don't have the time to plan it all out. Blue Apron comes with fresh, high-quality ingredients that make a real difference because it's so important to know where your food comes from. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-proportioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. I'm obsessed with doing it with my roommate. It's so fun. You get everything that comes in like cute little bottles and perfectly proportioned exactly for what you need so there's no waste. It's so easy to do even if you're a total novice in the kitchen like I am. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-proportioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. I'm loving their summer-friendly dishes like the shrimp and fresh fazoli pasta with summer squash, olives, and parsley for a super delicious and refreshing meal. You guys will love it. If you haven't checked it out yet, do it right now. You can get this week's menu and your first three meals totally for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com cosmo. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Cosmo. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. You guys, as promised, Allie and I literally hung up the phone and immediately called her sex and relationships editor, cosmopolitan.com's Hannah Smothers. Hi, Hannah. 
Hello. Hi. Um, this just come. We're doing an episode of the podcast all about vaginas, and Allie just like happened to mention that you um, tried. You did an experiment where your vagina got high. <laughs> I did mention yes. that was one of the components we tried. It's definitely the most exciting of all of them, and also I think we had the most fun the day that you went home and worked on it. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about that. Okay, so Ali mentions that I had to go home and work on it because before we started this particular part of the period cramps cure um, experiment, she told me that the day I tried the weed suppository, I was allowed to work from home <laughs> just in case. What a nice boss. Um, <laughs> you know, I do. Yeah, it, it was very nice um, and very useful in the end. Um, it worked really well. <laughs> I usually get really bad period cramps, and the weed butter thing that it basically was made them go away. And then I also ate a lot of, like, cheese crackers <laughs> on my couch um, while messaging with Allie from home. A fun I remember byproduct. being like, I don't know if it's working yet. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm so hungry. Why am I having all of these cheese crackers? I'm like, well, <laughs> it's doing something at least. Wait, so how does how do you take it? So <laughs> it comes packaged in this really cute little tin that kind of looks like a mint package. Okay. Um, inside of, yes. And then inside of that um are wrapped in plastic these little bullet shaped weed suppositories that are that look like pieces of butter kind of. Um and you're just supposed to shove it in your vagina by whatever means necessary. Sure. Um, and they're really little, so you don't really feel anything. Um, and then it does it pretty simple? And then does it like <laughs> dissolve there, or you like take it out? <laughs> it melts. So okay. like, <laughs> yeah, the packaging does say like it might melt and we're not responsible for what happens when it melts. Um, Great. So, yeah. <laughs> Is it kind of like old school, like, suppository yeast infection medication in that way? Like the monostat that's like a capsule and not oh, yeah. cream? Is it like a similar melting capacity? Oh, probably. I've never seen those. I Maybe feel I'm lucky old, that I have not. And that's what I had <laughs> yeah. to use when I was younger. <laughs> And wait, so does it, like, does it, like, drip? It might have, but I, I like, did it and then just laid down on my couch. Right. Um, and since I was on my period anyway, I, I was using a tampon. So okay. I didn't, if it dripped, I didn't really notice. That's actually, yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but that's sort of, like, perfect time to... Yeah. Experiment. And it was, like, interesting, too, because, like, Hannah really did. She spent a ton of time researching this project, you know, and, like, naturally it kind of has to be, like, one cure a month because, you know, think about it logically. So this is after, like, trying acupuncture and, like, a massage. What were some of the other things in this experiment? I think we had, like, five, right? Right. There was also this little a new device that sort of like used electric currents to relax your muscles as I understand it um yeah Olivia we had been sent yes Olivia and that didn't particularly work for me um and then the other the fifth thing was just a heating pad which ended up being the best thing I think because it also required me to lay on the couch and just relax so, like, mainly what we're all trying to say is, like, the very best thing for your vagina when you have cramps is to, like, just relax and maybe have some cheese crackers while you're lying down. <laughs> yeah, the cheese crackers are a, a, a huge help. Do you ever, <laughs> Hannah, have you ever done the old, like, use your laptop as a heating pad trick? I have. Yeah. <laughs> Desperate times. Like most, <laughs> for, know, for other people knowing that that's a thing. Um, I want to um, also tell you about something that I that used to work for me but actually should be like illegal 
literally should be illegal. So I have terrible cramps and I have since I was a teenager. And like the only thing that used to make me feel, I'm so embarrassed to admit this. The only thing that would make me feel better when I was a teenager was going to tanning beds. Isn't that disgusting? <gasps> oh, isn't that so gross? But don't so ever sad. go to ta- go to tanning beds. It should be illegal. It literally kills you slowly. I do not recommend it. Mm, I had really bad cramps too yeah. as a teenager. I had to go in the pill like for that reason. My yeah. doctor, like, I remember being in the doctor's office with my mom and him being, and like, my mom was like, "Isn't there anything else we can do?" He's like, "Well, do you want to put your daughter on prescription and potentially addictive painkillers for the rest of her life, or do you want her to have birth control?" And she's mm. like. Fine, fine. <laughs> fine. My fourteen-year-old daughter can go on contraceptives. <laughs> so it's sad. It is sad that like our our options are kind of limited as women for cramps. Very limited. Well, thank goodness for that heating pad, and thank goodness for you doing all this research into new and emerging fields, Hannah. It was the most fun research I think I've done. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah, any other thoughts before we um, kick you off the phone about vaginas while we're doing our vagina podcast? I know you've written probably a bazillion pieces a bazillion sounds accurate yeah Yeah, a bazillion (laughs) vagina related pieces for cosmo in your tenure um i would say that the thing that always comes out in every single thing i'm researching vagina related is that nothing works the same way for all vaginas Mm. so you know if you can get your hands on the weed butter things (laughs) and not try a heating pad (laughs) Um. Yeah, there, there's no constant when it comes to vaginas. Yes, as we said Very in the start true. of the episode, they're like a snowflake, they are. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Hannah, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Our last guest has been performing laser vaginal rejuvenation on patients for over 17 years and has been featured on The Doctors, Dr. 90210, The View, and more. Welcome from the Laser Vaginal Rejuvenation Institute of Los Angeles, Dr. Matlock. Hi, Dr. Matlock. How are you? Very good. How are you doing? Good. Um, We're doing an entire episode of the podcast all about vaginas. So um, (laughs) you've, you've done a lot of work with vaginas, it seems. Well, yeah, I've done a lot of work uh, uh, in this subject matter, and I pioneered laser vaginal rejuvenation for the enhancement of sexual gratification and designer laser vaginoplasty for the aesthetic enhancement of the vulvar structures. And then actually to date, I've treated patients from all 50 states and over 70 countries, and I have trained over 435 surgeons, gynecologists, plastic surgeons, and neurologists in over 46 countries. So the subject is very, very popular. It's popular with women. You know, I pioneered uh, the simple, what we call female genital plastic surgery. And now, I mean, we have people throughout the world and other uh, societies and institutions and so forth performing these procedures. So I'm really proud about that. You're definitely a pioneer. And, you know, you have been working in this space for so long, but it, you know, we had a statistic that we rattled off in, earlier on in the show about how much, how popular. Um, these surgeries have been over the past year or two. Why do you think that is? Is it just with the internet and social media, people are getting more exposure to the kind of work you do? Or is there another reason why all of a sudden this has become so interesting to larger populations of women? Well, what I think, honestly, this is something that women want. It's something that women want. All my procedures, these procedures have been developed out based upon the request of women. And so I think we're doing our, our whole mission is to empower women with knowledge, choice, and alternatives. And I think that as a result of how many physicians and surgeons are performing these procedures throughout the world, I mean, I even performed, performed procedures in Dubai and Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and so forth, that uh, it's, just, it's something that women want. I mean, that's how I came on these procedures based upon the request of women. And, and I, I think that, um, I, I think here's the thing, and the thing that you have to understand and realize, and when we talk about laser battery rejuvenation for enhancement of sexual gratification, you know, women, uh, women want alternatives. Women want solutions. Women don't want the gynecologist to tell them, they say, doctor, I had four kids, five kids, and sex isn't the same. Oh, I have a problem with stress and condoms. Oh, my bladder is falling down, my rectum is turning up, my introit is escaping apart, my perineum is very thinned out and relaxed. I don't have control. I don't have, uh, 
you know, just sexual gratification. Right. And so normally, normally what the gynecologist will say, well, you know, just, uh, hey, it's a normal part of aging. Don't worry about it. Right. Don't worry about it. Or, or they say do kegels. Well, kegels don't work. So right. women want alternatives. That's what it's all about. And the other point that I would say and what I experienced early on in the entire process of, of just getting this word out, and I, I will say the media has a direct effect or has had a direct effect on this when I initially started all this. Because when they say, and I experienced it, when they say sex sells, sex sells. Mm-hmm. So really what happened, there was a symbiotic relationship between me and the media. I needed them and they needed me. So right. if you look at everything that I've been on throughout the world, on the, the uh, national and international uh, magazines and so forth, you know, documental to you know, television throughout the world, it, it, it was actually driven. That was a bit, very important part to getting this information out to the masses. And here's where we are now. And, and I think one thing that's interesting about the media component of it is certainly, you know, that is a, in some ways a, a double-edged sword. You know, so this programming is obviously meant to be entertaining as, as well in, as informative, but entertaining. And we all sort of have a sense, I don't work in the TV space, but I have a sense of how ratings work and how important things like that is. So certainly I think I think it's been interesting with plastic surgery in particular because there is still this feeling for women that, this is all about vanity and that a woman who chooses to get plastic surgery is shallow. And I think that it's interesting, you know, from the very first moment you jumped on this phone call and we're talking about this, talking about it in a way of how this is tied to things that are more serious and, you know, has a side to it that is much deeper than just being... I. I want my vagina to look a certain way. Although, of course, no shame if you want your vagina to look a certain way. But do you feel that there has been, um, you know, you are sort of playing on these television appearances and so forth to sort of both sides of that, almost the sensationalized shallow piece of it, but then also the more serious, like women do this for a lot of reasons perspective. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I don't think that I'm playing on this part of being shallow or the women are shallow or something like that. I think, listen, then, then we have to say the exact same thing about all cosmetic surgery. Sure. The exact same thing. You don't like your nose, okay, fine. You say, hey, there's something you can do about it. You don't like your body. You don't like, you know, your, the love handles. And so you don't like your butt. There's something you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is all about choice. The same thing. So don't separate this out. Don't separate it out from all cosmetic surgery. It's a huge industry in this country. It's a huge industry in the world. So the point is, is something there for If you want it, it's there. You don't have to have it. Mm-hmm. If it if, but it's there if you want it. Same thing with, with all. You don't have to have your breast done. You don't have to have your breast augment. You don't have to have a tummy tuck. But if you want it, it's there. It's available. It's the same thing. It's available. When we look at certain things, you know what? I mean, for the men, there's everything. Oh, Viagra and Cialis and all these things. I think there's two over 200 some odd prosthetic implants if, if you have diabetes and a sexual dysfunction mm-hmm. and, and the, for the man. Right. What about the woman? There's at, what about has that amount of attention and research gone into this for the woman on this side or the sexual side? No. Right. We'd be light years ahead if there had been that much attention. And it's, and it's so important. And what you do is certainly such a piece of that. When when you um, see patients who are interested in like a laser vaginal rejuvenation, what is the most common question they ask you about it if they're very new and sort of just beginning to explore? Well, I, I th- you know what? You know, the women come in, they're intelligent, they're educated. They've done their homework. Mm-hmm. They've gone to the internet. They've gone to the website, and so forth. So they come in with a tremendous amount of information and knowledge. Mm. And basic, those women come in. And for laser vascular rejuvenation, who comes in? I have three kids. I have four kids. I mm. have vascular relaxation. I have decreased sexual gratification. I have, you know, my just like I said, the the, the, the bladder is falling. The the the, the, the rectum is herniating. Now I have stress incontinence. Okay, they want they want that taken care of right they want they want the solution that's what i have found i have given women a solution right you know i have given women alternatives they want that 
Right. They want that. Men men have all that, so the women want that. So that's what it's about, you know, and, and I, I think that if women women don't take this away from women, meaning that, oh, you're shallow or this thing, if they come in and see the things that I see right. day in and day out, they will understand. Now, on the on the on the on like designer laser vaginal, I I don't like my lady menorah. I'm my lady menorah too too long, they're saggy and everything and old and old money. Okay, fine. Well, there, there's something you can do. So, so, so it's just like any other cosmetic surgical procedure. Mm-hmm. That's it. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, before it was all a lot of taboo and everything, but now it's commonplace. And I have a um, qu- yeah, I have a question that like maybe sounds a little silly, but I mean completely seriously. Like I would imagine if I was going in for a boob job or going in to get my nose done, that like oftentimes people bring in like celebrity pictures or sort of visual references of what they're looking for. Do like, do people bring in references of vaginas or of vulvas? Yeah, yeah. Well, what they, what people will do now, it's not so much now, but in the early parts of this mm-hmm. or the early years, people would bring in uh, pornographic magazines, right? Because that was the only magazines. reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was the only reference. This is what I like. This is what I would like to look like. So they did bring all that in. Mm-hmm. They did. Now it's rare that I'll see someone bring something in like that. Now, if we're talking about Brazilian butts and things, well, I see that all the time. Right. All the time. And they, they may go to Instagram or whatever, and they have a lineup of pictures. They may have them downloaded, but primarily they bring the cell phone, show me the cell phone, show me the images, and this mm-hmm. is what they like. And in, in that aspect, it's a lot of celebrities that want to look like this, that, or the other. Right. But it it is interesting with vaginas in particular because like certainly a butt like that is all over Instagram and you see the images. But, you know, there isn't necessarily as many readily available sort of like libraries of images for vaginas. Right. Right. That's that's true. But again, that's why patients resort to uh, pornographic uh, mm-hmm. uh, books or I mean, magazines. And so sure. Forth. So, I mean, we have a ton of that in the, in the office. Yeah. Yeah. Like when when you go to dry bar and get a blowout, you flip through their little book of different hairstyles, just like that. Right. That's true. And but also, see on the internet or or in the office, we have we have books. We have books before and afters that they can look at and Mm -hmm. they'll say, "I want to look like this. Oh, I like this." So they'll make that selection. That's what it's all about, designer. They make that selection. Right. So it's important for us to listen to the woman to see exactly what the woman wants. Right. We want her to participate in her health care. Right. And how much does this cost? Well, it really depends now. It depends on what the woman is having, but these procedures can range from about $12,000 to $24,000, dollars $32,000. Uh, the higher numbers are when they want a combined procedure. I want laser vaginal rejuvenation. Uh, and I want a laser reduction, laser blast. So the most requested procedure is laser vaginal rejuvenation for the enhancement of sexual gratification. The mm-hmm. second most requested procedure under the, the category of designer laser vaginoplasty is a laser reduction labiaplasty of the labia minora. Women say they are too saggy, mm-hmm. or they project beyond the labia majora. The small inner lips project beyond the large outer lips. It's very interesting of being of doing these procedures for all this time over 17 years. I had a patient very thin. She came in. She wanted laser reduction radioplasty, reduction of excess preface at the excess skin around the clitoris. That's what I just finished, mm-hmm. and and so she wanted that. And then the right was longer than the left. She wanted me to you know obviously to to equalize both mm-hmm. sides. And then she wanted something that no one has ever asked for. Mm. The very thin woman, she wanted me to do liposuction of the love handles, process the fat, and give her an augment for Moan's pubis. Mm. Now, in 17 years, that's the first time someone has asked for that, so I just finished that. Now, we will reduce the Moan's pubis by liposuction in the upper parts of Lady Majora all the time. But augment it, that was new. So she was the basically the first woman that wanted a part of her body to be a tiny bit fatter. Yeah, a tiny bit more enhanced. That's what she wanted. 
you know, that's what delayed me a little bit for this uh, this this podcast here. But it, it came out beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And it, it must be, in some ways, I would imagine that would be very exciting for you, having worked in this space for so long, to be doing something sort of brand new. Completely brand new. Now we can offer that. Well, we congr- offer that. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. I'm so excited we're talking to you on a history-making day. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Matlock. What you do is so interesting and so important, and thank you for all the options that you're giving women. Thank you very much. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. So, Allie, what did you learn on today's very special vagina episode of the podcast? Can you believe it's been a year and a half and this is our first all-vagina episode? I can't even believe it. I can't believe it. Um, I just really want to echo the sentiments of Hannah when, you know, no one thing will work for any one vagina because that's so applicable. Like, whether it's sex or a sex toy or a period cramp cure vaginas are really so unique so you just have to listen to yours your vagina is a magical unicorn totally (laughs) treat it treat it well mermaid magical fantasy glitter extravaganza (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it um well ali thank you so much as always for all the great work you and your team do every day on cosmopolitan.com and for bringing so many important vagina topics to the (laughs) forefront of all of our minds it's an honor it's an honor um where is the best place for people to um, tweet you story ideas they have about future v- vagina coverage they want to see on the site? Oh, my God. Please tweet me your vagina ideas. I'm at Allie, A-L-I underscore Drucker, D-R-U-C-K-E-R. And as always, you guys can find me at Elisa Benson. Feel free to tweet me your vagina ideas or anything you want to see in future episodes of the podcast. And now that we are doing this little letters to elisa segment maybe i will read your letter on the air i'm really i'm really trying to make it a thing so help me out with that um but as always thank you guys so much for listening um i really appreciate it and i love hearing from you from you loyal podcast fans so as always please share the episode and subscribe and like it and do all those things you do with podcast and ali thank you once again for being my fab co-host my pleasure i will see you guys all next week bye This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.